everybody, and welcome to the Brainal Geekage Podcast. What is this, episode 15? Yes, it is. My name is Joshua Cox. I am Brent Tisdale. Brent, that's a nice shirt. Why, thank you. Uh, Man. I wore it especially for you. Okay, so, you gotta say, how was your week? Meh. My week was awesome! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know why? Because you saw Deadpool? I did see Deadpool, and you are a fucker, and you didn't. Hey, I'm I'm not I'm not a fucker. I'm a broke ass motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so whereas this week would have been a nice big Deadpool spoiler cast, we're gonna save that for next week because uh, half of the you know cast hasn't seen it. I you know we're working on it. We're working. On it. I'm gonna kidnap you on Saturday and we're gonna go see it. Okay. Uh, so really, Deadpool. Uh. I will say this. I don't want to say too much because, you know, you haven't fucking seen it. But, A, it was awesome. Yes. I could say that much. Uh, B, uh, it's setting a lot of records. Yes, it is. It's setting February opening records. Now, granted, February is the month where they kind of dump movies or studios dump movies that they don't know necessarily whether or not they're going to do well. Yeah. That's because the- February is a slow movie month. I it's guess. their scared movie month. Yeah, because, I mean, you have winter holidays. You can release a lot of movies over Christmas and expect it to do pretty well. I mean, shit, yeah. Star Wars did fucking phenomenally for a Christmas movie. Uh, most of the time, they uh, they put out their tentpole releases for the summer. Right. Summer movies where you can draw in huge audiences. That being said, for Deadpool to have already made $150 million box office and that was just opening weekend it's you know it's still continuing to make money yeah uh that's fucking awesome Mm -hmm. for a february movie that's a brand new record domestically yeah for february that's nuts yeah for an r-rated super hard r by the way yeah i'll say that too it's it is a hard r (laughs) i've heard uh lots of people chiming in on the fact that it's 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 great because it is r it is not one to take the kiddos to. My uh, <laughs> my sister <laughs> took her kid to it. <laughs> how old? How old? Is uh, he not, or she? Not much older than Nikki. Oh uh, well, you know that's not bad. Nikki's thirteen. I yeah, think, I think he's fourteen. I think Nikki could cope he, with. Uh, Nikki likes Rick and Morty. At least the language. Uh, there's there's some nudity. Uh, yeah, that's. What I don't I know. I don't know how you're how comfortable you are. You know. Now I just don't want to see her face <laughs> when she sees that stuff because I don't want to know what she knows whenever she sees those things. <laughs> I just you know what? So I don't want to be in the same room with her while she sees those things. Right. You know. Uh. So okay. So Deadpool is a hard R. Yeah. And it's really it's the first superhero movie to take that R rating and really run with it. I know there have been comic book movies like Blade and yeah. The Crow. Yeah. That are R rated. Uh, but this one just because it's an R rate, it's because it's R rated and because it's Deadpool. Yeah. They really take it and run with it. That's what I hear. (laughs) So it's really interesting. And almost, I have to say that this movie, mark my words, Brent Deadpool is about to change the entire landscape as far as the way superhero movies are portrayed. Yeah. And I have done. a feeling you're right. They're talking about making Wolverine, uh, the third Wolverine movie 
rated R now. So, um, is the fourth wall, wall totally destroyed by the end of the movie? Absolutely. Okay, good. Then. Absolutely. That's important. <laughs> That's important. And lots of chimichangas. Uh, I can't tell you. I cannot tell you. I can't, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about Deadpool anymore. Right. We but can't the, do yeah. it. I'm just I'm just talking about the stuff I know from the comics at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you're just uh, regurgitating comic like, stuff. Like, well, yeah, no, but I mean, you know, your own yeah previous knowledge yes. of Deadpool. Uh, let's move into something that I wanted to talk about last week. Yes, but we just had so much shit to talk about. There's so many Super Bowl trailers and other movie trailers. I mean, a lot of stuff happened this week too, but not nearly. As much as the Super well, Bowl. Yeah, it's not even that, like, a lot of shit didn't happen last week. Because it totally did. Yeah. But it got overshadowed by the fact that we ran so much time just talking about movie trailers last week. Yeah. And I don't really want to talk about a whole lot of trailers uh, this week. There are some trailers out there. Pee-wee's Big Holiday got a big, got a full trailer oh, out there. Yeah, I wanted to see that, too. So, uh, I missed. go watch it. Yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna say about trailers this week. Because yeah, oh, yeah. other than than Daredevil, we'll talk about Daredevil yeah, yeah. later. Though Pee Wee's awesome, man. You gotta watch Pee Wee. Uh, but I wanted to talk about this first, just to make sure that we got it on the podcast. All right, and that's that Rob Zombie has lost his fucking mind. Yes, he's gone senile. <laughs> so Rob Zombie. However, the rest of this band is pretty cool and straight and solid. But just yeah, just Rob. well, it's. It, Look, I, okay, so I'm a long-time Rob Zombie fan. Yes. You know, I love Rob Zombie's music. I love... Uh, Been listening since White Rob Zombie. Zombie's movies. That being said, Rob Zombie is a very hit-or-miss artist. Yeah. He's got movies that are fantastic. I absolutely mm-hmm. love The Devil's Rejects. He's got movies that are fucking terrible, like Halloween 2. He's got albums that are really fantastic. Yes. And he's got albums that are really garbage. Right. All throughout, you know, throughout White Zombie and throughout, you know, his um, film career and music career, his solo career, he has always had a a gift, we'll call it, for naming things. (laughs) Okay? Gift. Uh, His last album was called Venomous Rat Regeneration Bender. Which I thought was a convoluted name. He's yeah. had convoluted names for songs and albums. Yeah. Uh, even White Zombie. And even, even movies. The He did The Haunted World of El Superbisto, which I thought was kind of a mouthful as far as you know movie is, titles go. Is that a direct reference to his song? Uh, well, it was, it was like a little cartoon. It was a cartoon movie. Did you ever see it? No, I didn't. Uh, it wasn't a direct reference to the song Super Beast, but uh, oh, okay. El Super Beasto is like this luchador. It's a, it's pretty damn funny. It's an animated movie. Uh, I highly recommend it. Okay. Can't fucking, for the life of you, tell you what it was about. <laughs> I've, I've seen it once, but okay. I remember it being really funny. I remember there being cartoon tits and a robot that wanted to fuck Sherry Moon Zombie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, Rob Zombie's coming out with a new album now. Right. And this mouthful is one of the most mind-blowingly 
convoluted, long, and ridiculous names or titles that I've ever seen come from Rob Zombie. All right, I, I want to hear you say the name of this album without messing it up. The new Rob Zombie album is called The Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. I did it. I did it yeah, in did. one go without fucking it up. The annoying thing <laughs> is, is by the time you get to the end of it, you haven't been able to process what exactly you're trying to process. I don't even think it fucking means anything. It's yeah. just a slew of words. The elect- Okay, so let's break it down. Yeah. You have The Electric Warlock. Okay. Which, okay, so now we have an electric warlock. Acid Witch. Okay, so electric warlock, acid witch. Are they two, would they be two separate things, or is it one thing? Because a warlock is a warlock, and a witch is a witch. Right, right, right. So you would assume that that's two different characters, Let's for the yeah. sake of making upon, any kind of fucking sense out of this title. It depends upon what, you know, you how you follow witches and warlocks, how what that means to you. Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. So you have Satanic Orgy Celebration and then a dispenser. Unless it's dispensing. That dispenses the Satanic Orgy Celebrations? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this title means nothing. It's just a slew it's of random. It's a fucking slew of random shit that he threw together. So, Brent, I came up with an idea. Okay. Uh, I thought of this. And I thought it would be great because you, uh, I mean, you listen to Rob Zombie yeah. casually. Well, no, I've been listening to Rob Zombie since it was White Zombie. Okay. Do, yeah. Well, do you have a the, solid the recollection new, of the song newer names? Stuff, the newer stuff, not quite so much. And okay. you know what's really weird is I got to thinking about it. When I listen to old Rob Zombie, I never really pay attention to the names of the songs. It's like one long ass song, and I've, for the album, I just kind of okay. Well, this that works in our favor for this little game that we're about to play. Okay, okay. It's less of a game and more of a test, Brent. All right. And uh, we're gonna <laughs> you you you. It's like school grading. Okay. So okay. we're gonna see if you pass or fail this test. All right. I have ten song names. Oh no. These are ten song names. Five of them I completely fucking made up. <laughs> okay. Five of them are real Rob Zombie songs. Okay. So your job is to <laughs> tell me whether or not it's a real Rob Zombie song. And this is all Rob Zombie. Or 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 White Zombie. Okay, okay. It do, it does go between Rob okay. Zombie's solo stuff and White Zombie. Okay. Well I might have so, some chance. So, uh, these are 10 songs, five are fake, five are real, and we're just going to go through the list and see how many you get correct, okay? All right, all right. Oh, fuck, I have the wrong side of this pen open. I don't want to write with that. All right. All right. So, firstly, Teenage Nosferatu Pussy. That sounds like an actual song. Okay. Vampire strippers and how to slay them. Oh. That one sounds like an actual song too. Okay. The marks that I'm making don't make any sense on this paper. Okay. So, and also don't look at this paper that I'm, I'm trying on. not to. It's I sat in a different spot than I normally sit. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> These titles are so dumb. 
the, the girl who loved the monsters. Uh, dude, it's like a 50-50 here. I, I, I'm going to say that one's fake. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Seductive Succubus Snuff Film. That sounds like Rob Zombie. That, that, that definitely sounds like Rob Zombie. Okay, so... Da, da, da. Satan's Little Sex Doll. I think that's a real song, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Hideous Exhibitions of a Dedicated Gore Whore. That's a song. That's got to be a song. Okay. Transylvanian Whorehouse Nightmare. I'm going to say no on that one. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Planet Motherfucker. That's a real song. Okay. I have that album. <laughs> Dead, Rotten, and Still Sexy. That sounds like something he would... Yeah, I'm going to go for... Yeah, that's a real. I, I think I've gone past five saying they're real. <laughs> okay. And last but not least, Diamond Ass. Fake. <laughs> I'm going for fake on that one. Because I, I, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's see how you did, all right? Okay. So... We have Seductive Succubus Snuff Film. Uh-huh. You said it was a real song. Okay. It is not a real Rob Zombie song. I it made does that sound up. like something he would do, though. <laughs> Teenage Nosferatu Pussy. Okay. You said was a real song. Okay. And it is indeed. It okay. is a real Rob Zombie song. Okay. Vampire Strippers and How to Slay Them. You said it was real. But it is not. Okay. <laughs> The Girl Who Loved the Monsters, you said was made up. It is real. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's Little Sex Doll, you also said was real. It is also made up. <laughs> it the, was too simple. <laughs> <laughs> the Hideous Exhibitions of a Dedicated Gore Horror, you said was real, and it is indeed a real Rob Zombie song. Uh, Transylvanian Whorehouse Nightmare, you said was real, or no, you said was fake? I don't remember. I'm, I may have marked that wrong. I don't remember. I don't remember either, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Transylvania, uh, well, what do you think? Do you think it's real or fake? What, say it again? Transylvanian Whorehouse Nightmare. I think I said that one was fake. Okay, well, it is fake. Okay. Okay. Uh, welcome to Planet Motherfucker is real. Yeah, that's a white zombie. Yeah. Dead, rotten, and still sexy, you said was real. It is fake. And Diamond Ass, <laughs> Diamond Ass, you said was fake, uh -huh. but it is real. Jeez. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Rob Zombie? What is wrong with so you? So you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Where, like, okay, it's, it's, it's become almost a parody. It's like he... Of itself. You take... Some vaguely sexual word. Uh -huh. You take some horror movie word. Uh -huh. You think of a way to combine them. Bam. 
you have a Rob Zombie title. Yeah, you know, I think he's got, <laughs> I think he's got this uh, or, or a car thing. You can't forget or a car thing. Or a car yeah. thing. He's got three hats, and he draws <laughs> he draws a word out of the first hat. And he puts it down, then he draws one out of the second hat, and how he's many, happy with it. How many fucking hats did he draw out of to come up wait, with wait, the goddamn no. title for the new album? Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> if he's happy with what he's got, he takes it, right? But yeah. And he just keeps going out of the hats <laughs> until he's got do you something. Think, do you think he just, like, it's not even, like, it's literally word for word from the hats. Yeah, like just, yeah. Like, it's just like it doesn't have to make sense. He just grabs fucking words. Th- exactly. Or he's flipping through a dictionary or some shit. And all right, is there like a dictionary of disgusting words or evil <laughs> words or just? <laughs> but it's just so. It's like it's almost become formulaic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does have his basic titles like Living Dead Girl. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he still has those. Uh, maybe... My favorite my favorite track name from the new album. We listened last week because we were going to talk about it last week. Yeah. We listened to the single from the album. It's called Well, Everybody's Fucking in a, in a UFO. Yeah, yeah. Well, is the well part of the, so- part of the name? Yeah, it is. It's okay. Well, comma, Everybody's Fucking in a UFO. Yeah, my Which favorite is just title, a line though. in the song. <laughs> Well, it's the chorus of the song. Yeah. But uh, but my favorite title from the n- new album is called A Hearse Overturns with the Coffin Bursting Open. Oh, yeah. You were talking <laughs> about that. Yeah. Like, it's just so apt. It's, it, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> so Rob Zombie either, go, either goes for straight obvious, <laughs> like, you know, Living Dead Girl or A Hearse Turned Over. And <laughs> or <laughs> or he goes for I don't know what to name this song. Get the hats. <laughs> Get the hats. <laughs> oh gosh. So, uh, what do you think of the the everybody's fucking in a UFO? It needed different lyrics, but it's a good yeah. song. Other than that, I thought the mute like this is how I've felt about Rob Zombie for the past couple of albums. I kind of fell off the Rob Zombie wagon a little bit after Educated Horses, his right, third right. solo album. See, it I... just didn't go as you know hard as Hellbilly Deluxe or The Sinister Urge. That being said, Hellbilly Deluxe Part Two, which was his follow up to um, Educated Horses, totally arf arf arf. <laughs> it's arful. Arful. No, but it was bad. I didn't See, like it. <laughs> I got I got Hellbilly Deluxe, the first one. Right. Of his solos. And was really happy with it. I liked it. Man, really. Hellbilly Deluxe is a perfect Rob Zombie album. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I feel the same and, way about the Sinister Urge, too. And then I missed the second album because I was just like, I just didn't notice it, I guess. Oh, I don't it's know good what, stuff. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I just, I, I guess I just never saw it in the stores and never, you know, we it was still kind of, internet was not the best place yet. <laughs> it was okay. the sinister urge was 2001 2002 maybe yeah but i mean still we were in that whole internet hadn't gotten to the point that you know you get online and it tells you shit you had to go and look for stuff still you know what i'm saying yeah so i, I guess i just missed it and then i heard about is is hellbilly deluxe 2 that comes in the third place no that's a uh, educated horses 
Okay, so it's... The Sinister Urge came out in 2001. Okay, so I did see Educated Horses on the shelf and instantly heard everybody badmouth it. Educated Horses wasn't a bad album. It was just he went kind of in a different creative direction. Right. Like vocally, uh, he changed the lineup of his band. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I just like heard people badmouth it and I was just like, eh, I don't want to ruin my perception of rob zombie kind of well you know what having hillbilly deluxe to base your idea of what rob zombie is is not a bad you know yeah it's not bad it's not a bad way to look at him because hillbilly deluxe is arguably the best of his solo work it is basically the it should have been the next rob uh, a white zombie album i mean it it, man it was so good though yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that musically his stuff is not good still because i mean that song you know, sounds good the, well i wasn't super impressed by everybody's fucking in a ufo right it he he goes for this different vocal styling and we'll yeah, just the, say it he goes with like a hillbilly yeah super the, wah, 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 the vocals are wrong for the song vaguely less claypoolish right <laughs> as, the, far, as far as that redneck twang the vocals are wrong for the song but the guitar is like oh yeah, the, the music the is soft. Guitar tone is just like mean. You know, it's it's not the original you know heavy metal Rob Zombie tone that you that everybody remembers from White Zombie. Yeah, but, but it it's, is it's definitely still aggressive. Yeah, it's definitely in line with the past couple of albums. Yeah, uh, but uh, I mean that, that and Venomous Rat that, Regeneration Vendor was actually pretty a pretty decent listen. But a lot of that is John Five. That's true too. John Five has really taken Rob Zombie into his solo tone. Yeah, because that is what I can. Because I've heard stuff off of the other albums, and that is his solo stuff tone. Uh, Hillbilly Deluxe is just more Rob Zombie and more White Zombie. There we go. Um, as far as you know, tonally and well, and the way it was written, I could see that. Yeah, uh, you know, I think his original guitarist was even on there. The White Zombie guitarist was on that. I don't recall the lineup on that album well i know for he was using you know rigs and tempesta right but i like the i like the the direction his tone is going but he really needs to dial back the weird on the vocals and kind because the reason i like rob zombie is because of the vocals you know what I'm saying? Everything else could be stripped back totally different. You know what I'm saying? But it still needs to be Rob Zombie's vocals. No, I guess he wasn't. Uh, I guess he wasn't with Rob during White Zombie. I don't know if anybody from White Zombie came over. You don't know? Okay. Um, Let's see about Tempesta. Who was... Um, See, I know the bassist for White Zombie was that that girl with the white hair. Yeah, yeah. Rob Zombie got a whole new band whenever he went okay. solo. But uh, they 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 used a similar. Oh yeah, definitely a similar style. And yeah, sound. style and tone. Yeah. You know what irritates me is like casual Rob Zombie fans will lump more human than human in as a Rob Zombie track when it's really a White Zombie track. Yeah, definitely a White Zombie track. That's how you know. That's how you separate the posers from the real zombie heads. 
Does yeah. Rob Zombie's fan base have See, a following name? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Are they are they Rob's zombies? <laughs> God. Uh, oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, and my uh, go-to album is uh, Le, Se, Le Hellbilly Deluxe. No, no, no. For White Zombie, all, for all of it, all together. Oh, Less Exorcisto. Yeah. Uh, I will play that album from beginning to end. He used a lot of samples, which is something I really like to do, but don't really have the opportunity with the material we have. That's true. Yeah, I, I would love to, on our next album, to have more room for something like that, even if it's just one song. So we've dedicated a lot of time to the Rob Zombie thing. I didn't realize that we were going to talk about it that much. Uh, that being said, let's just uh, move on. All right. Uh, now, we didn't talk about, we're not talking about Deadpool today. Yeah. But another movie that we did finally see, because it's out now on YouTube Red, is, is Rooster Teeth's Laser Team. And evidently, you and I are on two sides of the fence about this one. Actually, I think what it is, is we're both on the same side of the fence. It's just both of us have different outlooks on that side of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I mean, okay, we're, we're both so... we're both looking at the same things and mentioning the same things, but you're looking at it from the well. Hold up before before we even say anything. Okay, we should put this in here. If you haven't seen Laser Team, go see Laser Team. Form your own opinion. If uh, if you don't care, just know that the next however long we're gonna talk about Laser Team on the podcast, is full of spoilers for Laser Team. Yes. So Laser Team spoilers ahead. Go ahead. But, yeah, basically, we both saw the same movie, and we both look at it and go, yeah, it's not the most perfect movie, but I'm like, I see more of the positive out of the movie, and you see more of the, the negative. It's, 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 it's a good movie. Uh, just see, and I won't even, I won't even go that far. <laughs> it's a good movie, and I love Rooster Teeth. Yeah, I love Rooster Teeth, it's... and I've been a long time fan of Red vs. Blue since season one. I took, I took some time off of Red vs. Blue after they, uh, uh, what was, what was the first one? Reconstruction, where they had a subtitle yeah. to the season. Yeah, you should go ahead and watch those. They're, they, are oh good. no, I yeah. ended, up, I ended up watching everything. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, I finally yeah. did. Yeah, I can't catch wait back to up see this Rooster new Teeth, season. Probably, probably 2009. I started rewatching. Yeah. Uh, Red versus Blue. Yeah, I need to. I, I, I can't wait for this new season. That's like upcoming. That's coming soon, actually. Well, that being said, uh, Rooster Teeth with Red versus Blue sometimes it borders on absolute genius. Yes. Like the way that they tied in all the goofy time traveling <laughs> shit yeah. with the, you know, hundred or thousands of however many churches there were, yeah. you know, into that big storyline with the Alpha and the Omega, you know, all that shit. And a lot of that was, was just random. They didn't. And it really was. They yeah. had no plans. Yeah. But they tied it all together in a really nice, neat, very satisfying way right and, and, then, and then that's they, that's where the show really shines for yeah me because sometimes it's funny as fuck it's infinitely quotable sure right right you know i'm a michael J. Caboose and i hate, hate babies. babies you could do that yeah. all fucking day long Worst but at the ever. end of the day they really 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 care about their little series yeah and 
it shows mm-hmm. through the writing and through the acting and the fact that Red versus Blue is going on what thirteen years now. Oh, I think they're fixing to drop came season out in, fourteen now. Well, it came out yeah. in two thousand three. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Uh, that being said, when you have r- Rooster Teeth and they set their ambitions so high, it's like, hey, we want to make a feature length movie. We crowdfund it. And they met their crowdfunding goal in, like, what, 24 hours? It was ridiculous, right? Yeah. It was the first day they met their crowdfunding goal. And then they were like, that's great. Didn't they throw in, didn't they match it whenever they met their goal? I don't remember how that worked. They did something like that where they're like, great, we made this crowdfunding goal, so we're going to throw in another blah, blah to get the movie made. Whatever. They made the movie on, what, 2.5 million? Yeah, a little under 2.5. So... It's a low budget film. Yeah. You can't and it is a sci-fi film. Yes. So you have aliens, you have Psy-comedy special film. effects that aren't necessarily up to snuff with say, you know, any of the Marvel superhero movies right, that are right, coming right, out right. or Jurassic Park or Which anything like, like that. Like crazy millions. But for an independent, you know, a film outfit like Rooster Teeth, it was pretty it was pretty impressive. To yeah. see it all come together. That being said, you know, it brought the fans who not only contributed to the project, but followed the project ad nauseum, you know, yeah. followed the updates, followed the behind the scenes. People got really attached to this movie. And then it comes out, and, and at best, it's decent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I for like, me, for me, the movie was more disappointing than it was outright bad, because there's a lots of lots of parts of the movie that are absolute like rooster teeth genius. Yes, the, the, absolutely hilarious. But they're so few and far between. The rest of the movie is just borderline awful. Like some of the acting is awful. I will. Yeah, there's a couple of people that that I don't like. I think acting in I th- general. I think for for courtesy's sake, we won't name names. No, no. There's <laughs> some people at Rooster Teeth I've never been a fan of their <laughs> acting. Just never have been. They do good things at yeah. Rooster Teeth. They have their you know other things that they're really good at, but acting is not their forte. I just. <sighs> I don't know, man. There's so many things wrong with it. Like, But there's also a lot of good things right with it. Uh, there's a few good things right with it. There's a few It's there's a few really funny moments. Yes. But is it worth watching the whole thing? I enjoyed it, and I watched it twice. It's just got... And, you know, I, do, I don't know where the tongue-in-cheek ends, really. Because it is a super tongue-in-cheek movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. But... Making a movie like Laser Team, where it's this sci-fi, we all need to come together to save the world where mankind's only hope, uh, where ragtag group of fucking whatever, you know, that kind of a story. Right. And making this little sci-fi comedy out of it, you still, it still falls victim to so many just film cliches. That are annoying. Like, it should have been, you know, them pointing out those cliches. 
instead of just using them like they were okay so there's a scene where the one guy with the boots right he's strapped down to a table and bernie's character is gonna cut him free right and he's like no 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 don't do it don't do it don't cut me and he's like whatever and he just cuts the strap and he cuts like, chains or chains whatever yeah. he's strapped to like the table yeah. somehow and he cuts it and he's free like, okay, we get it, I guess. He was thinking that he was going to cut his legs. But any fucking rational human being, like, that was the most predictable fucking joke on the goddamn planet. Yeah. I didn't... And that that breaks my heart, because Rooster Teeth is so much better than that. Yeah, I, there, there are moments where it's like, maybe they just didn't know what to do? Maybe. <laughs> I can't explain like, but, and then the whole, you know, of course they have to have the token hot girl, <laughs> you know, and then it's just, there's, so, and I then think, the hero who sacrifices himself for, you know, the good of mankind. There's just so many cliches that it, it, it stops it loses all of the sense of being a parody. If it's going to parody, you know, this genre, if it's going to be this kind of movie, a tongue in cheek sci-fi movie, let it be a tongue in cheek sci-fi movie, but don't let it, don't write yourself into a corner to where you're relying on formulaic tried and tired movie tropes. Yeah. I That's can, my problem with it all together. I can see how, how I can see hit your point, but after watching it twice, I I can forgive it for a lot of stuff though. I just can't. It's not I, funny enough for me to it, forgive it. It makes me feel like maybe you anticipated it to be more than what it did. I what guess, it was. and I could, I could, I very well could be because, like I said, people were attached to the project. People were excited. Yeah. People set the bar so high as far as their hopes for it. Right. Because it's Rooster Teeth. Yeah. I love but Rooster Teeth. At the same time, I also know that this is their first full-length feature film. Right. It didn't have, like, you know, Marvel budget. Well, no, no, no. Uh, it, 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 and I have a feeling that they, that they just maybe haven't nailed down their, their film formula in the first place. I mean, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, a couple of tries to get that down. I mean, we're talking about someone, that uh, someone, a company here that's focused on f- five-minute bits. And you know what, though, that that is a good point because Rooster Teeth shorts. I've seen so many Rooster Teeth shorts that are just fucking hilarious. Yeah, and every once in a while they put out one of those that's even a stinker. Yeah, but it's five and, minutes long. Yeah, it's five minutes long. <laughs> it's not a whole movie, right? And. I'm in some level. I'm really glad they didn't just take and make a five minute bit over and over again, because they could have done that. Because that's Rooster Teeth style. You know, I bet Rooster Teeth. The, thinking about that, yeah, I bet Rooster Teeth could make a really good sketch comedy movie. Oh, definitely. Uh, and the- also, it, it, now that I'm thinking about Rooster Teeth's, you know, series on their it- website, how about what was it, Ten Little Roosters? Oh, yeah, that was good. Ten Little Roosters was fantastic. Yeah, it was. And way more well-written than, than uh, Laser Team. Also, it's different writers. Well, yeah. Yeah. Th- remember that 
they've got several groups of writers. I mean, no, got, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Their writing team for you know Red versus Blue is totally different from you know their Ruby and their shorts. True, true. But Matt Hollum, uh, he usually ultimately he directed. Yeah, the well, mo- he also he directed Laser Team, and he oversees uh, every script for everything. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, also, they weren't working on just this movie, either. They were working on a lot of things. Oh, no, but, absolutely. Um, I, and as far as the sketch comedy thing that you're saying... That, if you, oh, that was just an idea. I know, I'm just saying. But if you step back... Okay, well, I mean, number one is The Strangerhood, which is a sketch comedy, whenever you boil it down. And then if you take and pull the halo veneer off of Red versus Blue, it's a sketch comedy. Well, no, and I mean, I get that. Yeah. But I'm just I was just saying if they were to do a movie that suited their strengths. Well, yeah. And Because you can't have movies that are nonstop funny. Right. Like, also, <laughs> here's the here's the thing that they ha- they would have had a problem with with taking something like Ten Little Roosters out and adapting and adapting yeah. it to a movie is there's a lot of jokes in that that n- the greater audience would have missed. I suppose so. Yeah, because it's a lot of rooster teeth in jokes. Yeah, yeah. That's what that entire thing is. Is is a, it's a rooster teeth in joke on top of a rooster teeth in joke. I mean, the whole yeah. plot is everybody's gonna die the way that they would die from a rooster teeth short or video. Yeah. I mean, Ryan's trapped in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking God, Brent! Fucking ten little rooster spoilers. Come on. Oh, they're doing eleven little roosters soon yeah, they too, are. and I, I can't wait for that. Um. My on, the thing whole, with- on the whole, I am excited for them to do another movie and maybe figure out where they're at. Well, they set themselves up for a sequel for Laser Team for Laser Team 2. But they don't necessarily have to follow up. They don't. Up. And I, uh, you know, I well, honestly And they don't just, instantly have to follow up if they do follow up. I'd honestly rather just not. <laughs> but they... Well, I wasn't I mean, impressed enough by Laser Team. Well, I didn't care enough about the story. It wasn't as funny as I would hope for it to be. Some also, things just looked awkward. Like I was uh, the slow motion or not the slow motion running effects, but the, fa- the, the normal norm- speed yeah. where it's actually just speeding up the film. Yeah. Like he now, just looks goofy. He's doing this shuffle walk. In fact, I think they should have stuck with slow-mo for all of his running, but um, they should have. Yeah, actually uh, Gavin's great at that stuff, but um, there have been many, many instances where the sequel is better than the first. Absolutely, and that could totally be a thing. I so I, I wouldn't throw it out. I'm not gonna throw it out, but I am definitely gonna remain way more cautiously optimistic. I would like to see them do something else in between. Yeah, and here's another thing. Okay, so they filmed Laser Team with 2.5 million dollars, right? Right, uh, roughly something like that. Yes, but I've also seen movies with far less. That are just way better. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the... Clerks. the it's two sides to that coin. But Clerks. Clerks, but Clerks is, also is a scaled-down sitcom. Clerks is a movie made with a fraction of that budget. It was made 32? with, like, $38,000. yeah. And it's... It's got... It, it, like Laser Team... Right. ...is rife with terrible acting. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Some some of the people in that movie are you know absolutely not trained actors, they're just people that Kevin Smith knew and just grabbed you know hey yeah. come in here, uh, awkward line reads, 
shitty, you know, black and white film that I don't know. Kevin I love Smith. the black and white film thing. That's no, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just commenting on the low budget nature. Of yeah, yeah. And, you know, and a Kevin Smith boom, boom mics made with microphones taped to hockey sticks. <laughs> you know, it was a very budget production. Yeah. But the cleverness and the well written script, the script was written so well that it stands that test of time. It's yeah. so funny, so quotable, so memorable. All right. That. It, it's good, uh, and I love Clerks, and my fiance hates Clerks, but <laughs> really, yeah, wow, yeah, Renee hates it, dude. <laughs> she she can't get behind it. Okay, so in conclusion, <laughs> with the way you feel about the movie, okay, and and with the way I feel about the movie, we need need to both throw out a suggestion box to Rooster Teeth for new, the next film. Okay, so, so how would I would you suggest to get something better out there, in your opinion? Write it more funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously. Here. Rooster Teeth is a company that, if they're if they're not avoiding cliches, yeah, they're embracing the cliches and pointing out the fact that, right? Oh uh, yeah, this is a typical. Like the the guy, the main hero guy. He's your prototypical alpha male stereotype. And right. they did that well. I feel like they had his characterization well. And whenever the guys, the ragtag group, you know, the laser team, right. pick up all the parts and he's all butthurt. <laughs> this is supposed to be my spot. Yeah. I'm supposed to be the hero. That shit, you know, that's what you do if you're Rooster Teeth. You take that cliche, that stereotype type character right and you turn it on its head you do something unexpected with it that being said there's so many other cliches throughout the movie that they just they just use they're just like yep and that's that's just lazy script writing my takeaway from it and what i would suggest for future is don't be afraid to use the in jokes Oh, absolutely, too. Like, there's I think such shy... a dearth of yeah. rooster teeth in-jokes. I and... think part of the... Because the, they did use a couple of in-jokes. Right. Dice rolling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but on the whole, I think they shied way too far away from their in-jokes. Yeah, but they do want the film to appeal to more well, than just a rooster teeth audience. But at the same time, they have to know... That most of the people well, who are watching Laser Team are Rooster Teeth diehards. Well, yeah, there's that, but there's also the fact that if it's if that joke is missed on people that aren't Rooster Teeth diehards, it's better than having a bad scene. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? Give the give the diehards their comedy, and let the other people go. What's that all about? And make them go watch more Rooster Teeth. I can get behind that. See, I mean, because I'd rather have an in joke that people. That you know the non Rooster Teeth audience didn't get than a bad scene. Yeah, I'll I'll take and that. I, and I have a feeling that a lot of the 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 lesser scenes were that as they were trying to avoid an in joke. I have a feeling that I don't remember who uh, was on all the script writing team. It's just I don't even know how to fucking vocalize it anymore. Uh I was just I was just tremendously disappointed. I expected so much better of Rooster Teeth. And then there's jokes that just completely fall flat. And it's like, come on. You're better than that. Yeah. 
but at the same time, I can I can take the movie for what it is. It's the first try, and it's it's for a good it's good for a first try. Yes, it could have been much much worse. You know what else? I think a lot of the best jokes in the movie were given away in the trailer. Yeah, I didn't like that. That's why I I, I watched all the trailers and and I was really upset that I did. I yeah. did not I did not like watching the tra- trailers. Trailers fucking ruin everything. Yes. <sighs> Remember trailers back in the day? Have you ever watched like a trailer from from the eighties or seventies now? Uh, well, I mean, ninety percent of them were just like straight up lies. I mean, re- no, really, when you get it down to it, you'll watch a commercial for, like, uh, I'm just pulling a rabbit out of here, hat here because I can't remember anything specific. But you'd go, you'd see a trailer for E.T. By the end of it, you're like, I don't know what that's about, but I need to watch E.T. Because there's, like, things. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, <laughs> there's an alien. He's brown. There's a boy. E.T. The extraterrestrial. It's it's a basic. <laughs> it's like... It's okay. a straight up lie. It tells you nothing about the movie except. But that, that's how trailers used to be. Oh now, yeah. Nowadays, they show you so much. Um, there's a. I feel like I already know everything that happens in uh, in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I I gotta agree with you on that one. That's like, uh, you know, action, 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 sex in the bathtub, action. I mean, that's sex the movie. Sex in a bathtub. That's the whole movie. It's like, <laughs> Batman's pissed off at. <laughs> Batman's pissed off at Superman. Superman's pissed off at Batman. They both don't like the way each other solves crime. <laughs> Lex Luthor's jelly. Lex Luthor creates a badass monster. Wonder Woman shows up. Fucking Lois Lane is there. Sex in a bathtub. <laughs> Sex in a bathtub. <laughs> Batman v Superman. Dawn of Justice. Sex in a bathtub. <laughs> Sex in a bathtub. Part two. <laughs> At some point, Aquaman's there. <laughs> He's in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> they need somebody to communicate underwater. Oh, that's right. Aquaman is supposed to be somewhere in this. Yeah. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Uh, we have not seen any of him in any of the trailers. No, they haven't talked. In, they haven't. Or him or Cyborg. Oh, yeah. Cyborg's supposed to be in there, too. Damn. <laughs> yeah. This is, like, supposed to be all of the heroes that they want to introduce. <laughs> you know what? We saw, uh, Renee and I went and saw Deadpool last week, and there was a trailer before Deadpool called for a movie called Eye in the Sky, I want to say it was called. Okay. I don't know. Basically, the premise is there's uh, a drone, like a military drone, flying around this target house. It's like a house where there's suspected terrorists. Right. Um, and the whole movie is them debating whether or not they need to bomb this house because there's, like, children right in that yard, Mm. you know, in that house with these, like, fucking terrorists. So you have the guy who plays Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. He plays, like, the UAV pilot. Right. And then uh, he's in his little control room, you know, flying the fucking thing. Then you have the shot from the drone flying around the target. Right. Then you have this boardroom, I guess. It's a room of people. Alan Rickman's in it, actually, oh. by the way. Uh, so Alan Rickman, he's like, you know, talking to, I guess, the president, secretary of defense, whatever the fuck. We need to, we need to act now. And then they're like, no, 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 we can't. There are civilians in there. And between all these, like, set pieces, basically, I feel like 
that's going to be the entire set for the entire movie. I, I feel like just from that one trailer, they showed every single set that's going to be in that movie. It's going to be these people talking about whether or not they should, you know, drop the bomb. This guy piloting the thing conflicted as to whether or not he should drop the bomb. And then this terrorist, you know, hut. You know, something we should do is we should go find as many old, you know, 70s and 80s, maybe even back into the 60s trailers for movies that we have seen in know what they're about you don't even have to go back that far no no i'm just saying we should sit down you know movies we've seen yeah okay personally and and know what they're about and then watch the original movie trailers for them and tell you what we think it's about from the trailer (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we have so much stuff on this list and we barely touched yeah, I rewatched the trailer. Really touched for... on any of it? Yeah, yeah, I know. I rewatched <laughs> the trailer for. This might be a long episode of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I rewatched the trailer for Star Wars one time, and it does not tell you anything. There's a boy. He's got a laser sword. Star Wars. <laughs> well, I mean, it like shows pictures of Princess Leia and the droids and shit. I don't really think it says anything. I There's think a it's... boy. There's a girl. There's some robots. Old guy. Darth Star Vader. Wars. yeah it's it doesn't seem to give you any any hint as to what the movie's about i want to i want to just make the shittiest trailers ever (laughs) like if i ever became a film director i want to have my movies come out with the shittiest trailers just nothing no information just there's a guy he goes to a place everything's awful you know what we should do (laughs) Mystery science theater commercials. Why? <laughs> just, you know, because we, especially those old commercials that don't have anything to do with the, because they're just like, the pictures of the movie, picture of the movie, n- nothing to do with the movie, go see the movie. And then we can like, you know, make fun of it. Because I mean, most of those commercials are five minutes long. That's enough to make a video out of. I always fancy the idea of having a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. For a movie, if I ever directed a movie, um, no matter what the movie was about, I could be directing, you know, the next Batman movie. Right. Okay. Uh, doesn't matter what the movie's about, uh, just so long as the only requirement here is that I'm a famous director. People already know me by name, right? Like okay. Quentin Tarantino. Okay. So it's a Super Bowl commercial, and it's a kitchen counter with a toaster with. Uh, two pieces of bread in it and it's a series it's it's got to be a three-part commercial uh just so that it bothers the fuck out of you the entire super bowl <laughs> so the first commercial and it's shot in black and white too for extra monotony <laughs> so the first commercial the toast is in the to- or the bread's in the toaster and you see the fingers like click down the slot okay so there's toast toasting toast is toasting Toast is toasting. No soundtrack either. Just right. Fucking, just the sound of, you know, toast toasting. <laughs> and then it pops up with words on the screen and says, Josh Cox has a movie coming out. End commercial. <laughs> and then <laughs> the next commercial, it, it's the same shot. Same static shot. Toast is still toasting. Right, right. 
Josh Cox has a movie coming out. It's coming out soon. End of commercial. These and are like the, 30 second spots? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, then the, <laughs> and then the last one. Josh Cox has a movie coming out. It's called Batman. Blah, 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 blah. Release date. And then the toast pops up. And then it's done. <laughs> Have some toast. <laughs> Just the biggest waste of like 30 seconds. 15 million dollars. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like 5 million dollars for a Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Just the greatest waste of 15 million dollars I uh, can think of. So what do, what do we got next on our list over there? Uh, well, Rocket League just came out for Xbox One. Yes, it did. It sure as fuck did. And, and we, we actually played, played some. Yeah, we played some just before the podcast. It is ruling. It's so much fun. I know. Like, we, we're not PC gamers. I think no. we've been pretty open about that. I mean, Brent, we're not know, like I don't have a I don't have a gaming PC. Right. And Brent has a Mac. So. <laughs> Hey, I've gamed on a Mac. I gamed well on the Mac, too. But, well, you know, I can only afford one computer, and I need it for recording. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're not PC gamers, and neither of us have a PlayStation 4, either. Play- PlayStation folks, they've been enjoying Rocket League for a good minute. Yes. We're not saying we wouldn't be PC gamers if we didn't have the extra flow of cash. Oh, absolutely. Cause I, I, miss, I, mean, I miss playing on the computer. Because I like real-time strategies, and there just aren't any on me. I miss playing first-person shooters the most on on PC. See, I, you know... Because I, I was always more of a mouse and keyboard guy. I played Doom. Yeah. But it was like... But, I mean, that's... Yeah. ASDF and yeah, arrow keys. Yeah, you don't even need the mouse <laughs> for, for Doom. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I played a lot of Doom, but I kind of dropped out of the uh, first-person shooter thing, like, after Quake. So, you and I need to form like we need to be the best rocket league duo in the world or at least not the that's, least worst that's our goal <laughs> okay our first goal is to to not get our fucking ass kicked by bots uh, yeah, yeah. bots and also you know increase our cool card collection <laughs> yeah because that's like a thing i love customizing shit in games man yeah, he- i love that that's a feature this guy I'm going to go nuts about that. This guy in GTA like owns nearly every piece of clothing available. Ever since yeah, I own every piece of clothing in GTA Online until they came out with Gosh, what was the I don't even remember what the, the one with the yachts DLC was called, but it's basically it was the the spoils What the fuck was that shit called? It was after the heist. Oh, okay. It yeah. was the one after the heist where they started rolling out some really expensive shit. Yes, they did. And they've only continued to get roll more out expensive. more and more expensive. And you shit. know, this is this is the fans' fault because they said in when GTA Four was still there, I've got so much money, I have nothing to spend it on. No, there's well, nothing, now <laughs> there's nothing to buy with all my GTA money. Now you have. No GTA money, and there's so many things to buy. How, oh, are you God. happy now? <laughs> there's so much shit to buy, and lowriders. The lowrider update broke me. Oh, I know, right? Like Dude. I, I, oh. I played long and enough. And I never to... play with that car. <laughs> Man, I'm kind of pissed off that now they have support for the Banshee to be yeah. a lowrider, and I've had a Banshee for like ages. 
but I bought that fucking shitty voodoo to be my lowrider. Yeah. Uh, we need to go make some money in GTA, and I'm, I'm hoping they'll drop some more cars for the, the lowrider. I don't know, man. There's still, like, there, uh, there's entirely too much money I need to make on GTA to buy everything. Yeah. And, and we need a yacht. My <laughs> attention is so divided nowadays between, yeah. you know, I've been playing Hand of Fate. Uh, my Hand of Fate playing has slowed down. But, uh, uh, my, okay, we got to talk about Hand of Fate. Yeah. I played Hand of Fate, and I think it's five bad guys in. It opens up free play, right? Right, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, well, cool. endless mode. Endless mode. There we go. Endless modes work. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Well, I have to go do a thing. So I turned off my Xbox. I, you know, I did it the right way. I, like, exited the game, told the Clint I was in the right menus. Because I'm, like, really weird about that because, you know, OCD, man. And I... uh come back to my xbox the next day and turn it on to go play it no save i don't know what happened man there apparently is a glitch and it you're, only, a, you're a glitch yeah. and <laughs> i went online and other people were having the same problem even on other platforms and i was like oh damn it why am i the one but <laughs> well i'm glad that shit didn't happen to me because i'm having a good time in hand of fate yeah, I'll come back to it in a couple of... I'll, I'll probably come back to it, like, next week sometime. I just wanted to take a break because I was so pissed off. I got I beat the first three levels again. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, got that chalice thing that you get, the first level. Right, yeah. And then I was like, I'm going I'm, I'm gonna to stop for right now because I'm, like, really pissed off. And it's really hard to play that game pissed off because it's strategy. Well, now that it's out and we have it, uh, Rocket League, like, I'm going to dump so much time into getting good at Rocket League. Yes, me too. Because it's kind of a tricky game to to get Yeah. I'm probably to gonna good at yeah. I've, I've discovered. I'm like, probably gonna like whenever you're not available, like throw it down with some bots just to get good. Oh no, absolutely. Same yeah. same I like that there's bots because one of the problems that I always had in early Xbox games that were online, like Halo, if you get into it late, you are fucked. Yeah, I tried playing, uh, so I remembered playing Halo 2 multiplayer a lot. Yeah, I did. Uh, from original Xbox, Xbox yeah. Live. With strangers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Halo 3, I didn't get it on the Halo 3 bandwagon until a couple of years after it had come out. And I jumped into Halo 3 multiplayer. Oh yeah, I love Halo 2 multiplayer is great. So, you know, I'll play some Halo 3 multiplayer. Got my fucking ass kicked. Like, not even kind of, sort of got my ass kicked. Like, legitimately got rolled on the fucking floor yeah, every I, I, single round. Like, I, I know was, exactly what okay, you mean. Nope, nope. I can't compete with children who have all the free time in the world to play yeah. fucking video games I all mean, goddamn day. If you got a day job and you're not in school... Then you know, you just I mean that's another reason why Rock, why something like Rocket League is gonna be is gonna fit my you know playing schedule because yeah. Rocket League matches are pretty short. Yeah, and it, shorter than a run of Binding of Isaac. That's and the sure. nice thing about it is is all the little upgrades and stuff you don't affect gameplay. It's uh, just a matter of learning the skills. Seems like it. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, and that's that's the really tricky part. Yeah, because it, you, you got to learn the timing of things. Cause do you play with the ball camera or do you play without the ball camera? I've gotten to where I like the ball camera. That's I have gotten to where yeah, I'm playing with the ball camera. Yeah, it 
it's kind of disorienting depending on how you have your car pointed. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, the ball doesn't do what you think it's going to do, which goes, oh, shit, wait, no. Yeah. But, but other than that, whenever whenever the, it's long ball, you know, like the ball, it's you're just – Right, going, yeah. You, 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 it's got to be that way. I mean, it has to, or you'll just go be like, where the fuck – where, where to go? Yeah, it's kind of a pain in the uh, – it, it's not ideal either way. No, no, it's not. I don't not. feel. Because the ball bounces so much. I think it, well, if the ball rolled on the ground more, like, there, and there is an option to change it to make the ball heavier. Yeah. In fact, I there's think some it, crazy options. I think it would be much easier to follow it, but in a standard game on all the default settings, yes. that ball goes flying. Yes, it that does. The ball goes flying everywhere. And, and then you and I played around where we set the gravity low and the bounce <laughs> on high. And then the, the, it was damn near impossible to it fucking play. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's one of those games where you just got to get used to what you're doing. Because, I mean, you're going to hit your jump early a lot. And you're going to hit it late a lot. And you're going to misjudge heights and go, I can hit that. And you just can't. Yeah, yeah. I find myself jumping at the ball and missing. Yeah. So much more than I would have ever anticipated. Like uh-huh. You would think, you would think, you know, there's the ball. I'm going to jump. I'm going to hit it. Nope. 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 It and, doesn't uh, control exactly the way you feel like it would. Right. And you also got to so get used there's to. There's such a, I won't say it's a steep learning curve. No, it's not. But there is a definite learning curve in that game. Because I guarantee you, you and I could go on right now. We've we've hardly played, right, right? But you you and I could go online right now, and the first pair of dudes that we get you know teamed up against are gonna fucking stomp us. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's. I think we should actually right after the podcast. Okay. I think you and I should just jump into an online match. Okay. <laughs> um. There. See, one just of the... as an excuse to play more Rocket League <laughs> yeah, before I, know. I go home. There is a a mechanic in the game where. You jump, obviously. But right. If you hit a second time, it kind of boosts you in the direction that you have your joystick pointed. Joystick. I find myself doing yeah. the little sideways rolls more than the front flips or back flips. It has a lot to do with which direction you're pointing your stick. No, absolutely. But and um, it's not. It doesn't work exactly like you would think it would sometimes. Yeah. Because I've had it, had it where I I smacked it, and I felt my thumb was pointed to the right. But I went forward. I don't know. So I think it has to be pretty hard to the direction that you want to go. I don't think there's any like other axes that it goes. It's either forward or sideways. You know, this is just something that I read uh, just before we sat down to do the podcast. But Rocket League, by default, this is a default setting, has a push to talk for its online voice chat. Right. Which I think is awesome. Yes. Because I don't want everybody hearing every last fucking noise that I make yes. while I'm on the headset. I or love on Connect. I just to love to – or the Connect. Yeah. yeah. I love to be able – yeah, Connect's even worse because that shit's always on yeah. A and B. It's got so much more ambient noise. Yeah, and that microphone know? on there is just awful. Yeah. So uh, – and that's another thing. I don't want to hear everybody's bullshit. Right. I don't want to hear everybody's, you know, fucking connect, you know, playing the sounds of their living room the whole time. You <laughs> ever played online with somebody with a fucking smoke alarm 
that needed a battery change. <laughs> Gosh, no. that's the oh, most annoying that... fucking thing ever. Just playing in a game and then what surprised what surprised me is beep. we were playing Halo the other day and I could hear beep Dave. You could hear Dave? Yeah, I could hear Dave. Huh. Yeah, I wouldn't think I would through the headset, but you can. Uh, I don't remember what we were doing and what Dave was doing. It was Halo. Yeah, I mean, I know you and I were playing Halo. And Dave was upset because I think he was hungry because you had to go. Oh. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. You, and you, It's hard. It all blurs together yeah. whenever you try to play video games yeah, as it a does. new parent. <laughs> it definitely does. I can agree with that. Uh, So, you had some controllers that Cole, in his infancy... Uh, chewed like the nubs off of like, yes. the thumbsticks. I don't know how to avoid that. Yeah, um, I don't know either. Other than, you know, keeping my controllers out of the fucking yeah. kid's reach. But Dave already wants my controllers. He's mm. seven months old and he's already wanting, you know, my controllers. Uh, so I have this PlayStation 3 controller <laughs> that I just don't use. It's a third party controller. It's a piece of shit. Right. And that's his controller now. Oh, okay. I've just given it to him. So I'm hoping that, you know, if he just has his own. Now, I don't know how they work, but at Best Buy, they've got thumbstick covers. Uh, yeah. See, the thing about that, though, is they're little silicone things that just slip over. Yeah, you're worried he might chew it off. Yeah, he choke. might chew it off and swallow it. Yeah. Well, I'd be less worried about him swallow it because it'll come through him eventually. I'd well, be worried about yeah, choking but on that's, it. Yeah, but you can't fucking choke on it without trying to swallow it, Brent. <laughs> no, swallowing it in, in, you know, implies that you actually did swallow it. Choking it means you didn't swallow it <laughs> No, at all. you can swallow something and it gets stuck in your throat. That's still swallowing something and still mm. choking on something. Okay, I'll, you know. <laughs> I don't know, I take pills every day. So <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... We're just not going to get to some of this shit. So I'm just going to run through some of these things real quick. Because I really only have one last thing that I want to take the podcast out on. Yeah. And it's probably a 20-minute topic on its own. So Star Wars a, snippet. Yeah, so Star Wars Episode Eight is officially in production. Laura Dern has joined the cast. She is uh, probably, I think, most known for Jurassic Park. She plays the role of Ellie Sattler. Yeah. Del uh, Toro, what's his name? Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, he's gonna in be some undetermined role. Yeah, the 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 speculation on the speculation, the rumor mill is that he's gonna be some sort of bad guy. Don't know. Do you have like confirmation on that? Is yeah, that, that's is that official? Yeah, that's official. Okay, because I hadn't I haven't read anything about that. Of I course, read it. I'm not this following morning. super closely. <laughs> I read it this morning. Oh, no, I didn't read it this morning. I saw it on another news place that I won't mention the name of. But <laughs> uh, also, Daredevil, second season of Daredevil is coming out. Like There's it. a tra teaser trailer for Daredevil yeah. out. Go watch it. looks pretty interesting. It mostly focuses on the Punisher. Yeah. Uh, I like Because the Punisher is going to have a big role in the second season. I really liked the first season, so... Yeah, Daredevil was great. Yeah, it it's better than than any of the other ones. 
Yeah, I, th- I think Daredevil on the. Did you? You said you did finish Jessica Jones. No, I never have finished Jessica Jones. I just, I, I'm, it's okay. It is. It is okay. Yeah. Like, the the idea of Jessica Jones is much better than Jessica Jones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've watched all of Agents of Shield. It's better than I Jessica Jones. I I won't go that far. I I, I don't know. I Agents like... of Shield really lost the plot for me after fucking. I like the, really after the first season. I stopped giving a shit during I, season two. I like the concept of what they're doing with it, so it kind of it's I've been able to stick with it. I like what, I like that type of show. I might try to get back into Agents of Shield, but it's the unfortunate thing with Agents of Shield, and I use this so often, uh, but it's true. It's just what fucking a lot of primetime TV is nowadays, but. Agents of Shield is cop show. It is a kind of a cop show. No, it's it's not kind of a well, cop show. It's cop show. It's cop show, but with the Agents of Shield. <laughs> well, now it's with mutants. Not well, e- no, Inhumans. Brent. Inhumans. Inhumans. They, you know, they've still not said that in the series at all. Not once. Well, no, I take that back. They did say it once. They. Uh, I haven't even gotten near to the, the end of season two. They said it like once. I haven't even gotten to the Inhumans yet. Uh, it stops being a cop show at that point. Do, does it though? Yeah, because they like totally take it in a different direction. It you'd have to watch it. To I sure hope so because at this point it's been. It's still the up to the point to where I stopped watching. It was cop show, but it takes place in the Marvel universe. It still has the military drama to it, but it's it's different. Cop show, but sometimes somebody mentions Iron Man. <laughs> um, is season one where Samuel Jackson plays his little guest stop? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right after that, it <laughs> stops doing that. Cop show, but sometimes, but Nick Fury showed up this one time. <laughs> No, but there's it's it got good in season two, really good. It, it yeah, season one is NCIS, but season two is not NCIS at all. Yeah, NCIS, aka cop show, but in the Navy. Yes. Every show is cop show. Well, man. NCIS is different because it is military. You know. No, it, it's still fucking cop show. Well, no, I'll, also. <sighs> There's it's still a cop show. There's something different about the way they handle it. You're you're I, I like, you're, you're I rationalizing pref- right now. No, no, no. There's you something like different. NCIS. Yeah, I do like NCIS. You fucking chode. I like NCIS. <laughs> I, I, I'm not like I mean, a, a fan of cop shows. I mean, I've watched uh, fucking the, uh, what, what's the show with Ice T in it? Fuck. Law and Order. I I watched SD. a lot of. I watched a lot of Law and Order when it was like you know on, but uh, would you would you say that Law and Well, I won't even say that Law and Order is OG cop show because they've had cop show for fucking ever. Yeah, what was that? Uh, but I watched a lot of uh, you know Law and Order stuff when it was on, but NCIS takes a totally different direction for me. It's uh, I guess it's kind of like I I don't like Bones. Bones is cop show, but with, with a science. museum, you know. Yeah, but no, uh, <laughs> yeah, Agent Sealed is not cop show, but yeah. with an archaeologist. Yeah, uh, Agent Sealed season two does not do any of that. It's it's they they that cop show part of it's gone. It is still got the military focus, but not in like you know the trying to find the bad guy shit. 
That's cool. All right, all right. Well, we've gone completely off topic. Daredevil Season 2 comes out in March on Netflix. Yes. As well as Trailer Park Boys Season 10. Hey, wait a minute. Same month. What, yo? Daredevil is a cop show. Daredevil is cop show. It is. Daredevil. Daredevil's <laughs> cop show, but... Daredevil's cop show, but starring Daredevil. Yeah. And also from the lawyer's perspective. Well, you know, so is Law and Order. Uh, not necessarily. I, I mean, mean, it so, does both. Yeah, it does, it does do both. both. Uh, but it's still cop show. Yeah. It's kind of like how House is cop show, but just so happens to be a doctor show. Yes. Because that's... The- oh, shit. House is a cop show. <laughs> 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 I love how that just dawned on you. Yeah, yeah. I never even thought about it. But but yeah, yeah, it's it's House a, a solve show. the mystery show. In fact, in House fact, is a very specific cop show in that it's cop show, but Sherlock Holmes, if he were a doctor. Well, see, Sherlock Holmes is definitely a cop show. Well, yeah, Sherlock yeah. Holmes. The Sherlock Holmes mystery. formula, yeah, it's has mystery. been adapted to so many cop shows. You have Psych. Yeah. Dude, I kind of like Psych. Psych. No, I love Psych. Of I all the of all of them, I love Psych. And um, oh, and, uh, <laughs> and Monk. Oh yeah, Monk is Monk is a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monk but, is Sherlock Holmes show. You know. If, um. If. Oh gosh, what is the name of that show? Uh, he he's the he he gets the computer downloaded into his brain, and he's like he becomes part of the the uh, uh, spy agency. He becomes a spy. I can't think of his name. Um. Oh, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Oh, dude, even the guy that plays played uh, Superman from one of the TV Superman shows was in it, and I can't think of the name of it. Oh, Julia watches all all the freaking time, and I can't remember it. And my phone's like dead over here, so I can't like look it up. Oh, damn it! Now I'm like pissed off because I can't think of the name of it. I don't know. There's uh. so many goddamn cop shows; it's so hard to keep track. And so many cop shows that are based on Sherlock Holmes. Just the ones based on Chuck. Show- Sorry. Chuck. Oh, I've no. never seen Chuck. Chuck is good. Brick uh, told me about Chuck, and yeah. he, he said that Chuck was actually pretty good. Yeah. But I've watched it in spurts because I, I usually only watch it when Julia is watching it and I'm doing something else. Yeah. Because I need to watch it from the beginning. Yeah. I totally missed a big chunk of it. She's like on season like 4 billion and 11. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I don't know how many seasons are in it, but it, I think it's still going. I don't think so. I think Chuck's already done. I don't know, I, but uh, it's a good show for the, the little pieces that I've seen of it. But it takes the cop show in another totally different direction. I guess, but at the end of the day, it's still cop show. Um, th- they do more spy show. Yeah, Chuck Chuck ended in 2012. Okay. Like I said, I, uh, Julia watches it, and I just happen to catch some of it, and it's really good. But yeah, it's more like... James Bond. Is James Bond cop show? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Chuck, so I can't I don't really have Ow. any opinion as to whether or not it's cop show or not. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't think I've well, I mean, I guess they do kind of solve mysteries. I don't know. Fuck. I just uh I have to look this up now because I can't even say cop show anymore. See right now, uh, Agents of Shield is in that whole. Uh, there's two sides, and we gotta have a big fight, and everybody hates each other. Actually, there's three side, four sides. Yeah, I guess technically there's four sides, and it's gotten to that. Uh, 
whole Marvel Cinematic touches of things in there with the whole fighting and stuff and blowing stuff up with cool, you know, unexplainable magic powers. So there's a show now. Oh. Uh, I guess it's a web show. I don't really know. But Colin Quinn, who's one of the funniest men on the planet, uh, has a show literally called Cop Show. <laughs> and it, it, it parodies the whole, like, you know, hmm. making of those shows, those cop shows. But it kind of irritates me because that's how I describe so many TV shows. And now there's actually a show called Cop Show. Well, just call them what they are. A mystery. That's what they are. No, no, no. Because you can have... A cri- it's a crime thing. You know, they're solving a mystery. Okay, so... It's an adaption of the mystery novel to film. Okay, then using that logic, would you honestly call Doctor Who Cop Show? Yes. Really? They solve mysteries. They fix things. Yeah, but... But... <sighs> I I haven't seen enough Doctor Who. Dude, I I've haven't seen... I've seen all the new Doctor Who's. (laughs) I have seen all the new Doctor Who's. I can imagine that Doctor Who nowadays is more cop show than old Doctor Who. I mean, they have a couple episodes that don't fall underneath that, but on the whole, it is. Because that's... I don't know. It's a super genius going out there and figuring shit out. True. True that. Just Sherlock Holmes. Would you say it is a Sherlock Holmes-based cop show? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's, It's Sherlock Holmes if he could time travel. All right, enough <laughs> cop shows. Okay, damn it, <laughs> cop show. Come see us, cop show. Uh, we're gonna take the podcast out on this last topic because we have to talk about it. All right, but Ghostbusters, and I know we've already talked about Ghostbusters, and I know we've already said negative things about Ghostbusters. Yes, in fact, I, we went too far and I cut some things, <laughs> but. You and I are already have a pretty negative outlook on the new Ghostbusters movie coming out. Yeah, and, and you know, let's put it on the table. Is we're not we're not looking at this from, you know, the I want my old Ghostbusters and that's the way I want it. No, absolutely not. But okay, so a little bit of context: Ghostbusters three was in developmental hell for so long. Originally, way while back, you know, the idea was supposed to be the original Ghostbusters kind of <clears throat> passing the torch on to a younger group of Ghostbusters, a new right, group. Right. And uh, Sigourney Weaver even, you know, said in some interviews that her son, her and Bill Murray's character's son in right, the movies, right. was going to be one of those <clears throat> Ghostbusters. And Bill Murray had joked that. You know, he would only be in the movie if he were dead, and they were writing him into the movie as being dead, mm. as a ghost. Right. Uh, there was a lot of interesting things going on, but nobody could 100% commit to anything. Bill Murray was always back and forth as to whether or not he would actually do it. He wouldn't give a straight answer. And then, unfortunately, Harold Ramis passed away. Well, and, and I think that may have actually been when the spark that made them go into what they're doing now well yeah absolutely it was one of the, it was definitely the thing that made them shut the door on ghostbusters 3 yeah 
and try going in a new direction with this Ghostbusters reboot because Paul Feig, the director, has already gone, you know, as far as saying that it's not really a sequel. Right. He doesn't want, you know, the cast just handed their proton packs and, you know, go out and get it. Uh, he wants to explore an origin story, so to speak, with this female cast. And not that... Uh, it sounds like I'm saying that in a negative way, but I feel like they're doing the female cast just to, ooh, look, it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm right there with you on that. I totally agree with that. And my only problems with it is that I don't like Kristen Wiig. I don't think she's funny. I, f I find her painfully unfunny. Uh, but I could look past that because Melissa McCarthy is really funny. But I feel like at the same time, Melissa McCarthy's kind of being shoved down our fucking throats right now. Uh, too much Melissa McCarthy in such a short time span. Shit. Even right now, just... Uh, a trailer for I guess I think it's called The Boss uh, just came out the other day and it's another Melissa McCarthy movie mm -hmm. she's red hot right now they need to space her shit out <laughs> it's kind of like how we got The Hangover and Zach Galifianakis blew the fuck up and we got another Hangover movie and then we got Due Date with yeah. Robert Downey Jr. And Zach Galifianakis, and then we got the campaign with Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell. And Zach Galifianakis is is funny. Oh, he's extremely funny. But you can't. But due date was pretty bad. But you can't <laughs> shove the same kind of funny down people's throats continuously. So, so in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And that's that's how I feel about Melissa McCarthy is that she's kind of being crammed down our throats right now. You can only watch someone slip on a banana peel so many times before it stops being funny. And, uh, but even all that aside. Yeah. Okay. So, we've come to terms with the fact that, you know, the cast is different. That we've come to terms with the fact that it's not a sequel, it's going to be a reboot. Uh, they unveiled, sort of, it was really just kind of a, you know, off the cuff confirmation recently at the New York Toy Fair the villain for the new Ghostbusters movie in the form of an action figure that Mattel is putting out and my head they, cl they claim yes this is going to be the main <laughs> villain for the new Ghostbusters movie and it's basically a ghost monster it's it's a monster ghost version of of the, of logo. the logo, yeah. Of uh, the the ghost that's in the Ghostbusters logo. It's like if you tried to turn that ghost into a scary monster, and that's another thing. It looks dumb as hell. It doesn't even look scary. It looks more goofy than scary. In fact, Slimer from the original film is scarier is, looking. Is scarier looking. Now, granted, all we have to go off of is this toy. Yes. Yeah. And it's a, it's a kid's toy. It's a kid's action figure, so but it even, very well could look much better on film, but there's a couple of things. Firstly, you have this ghost. It's this nondescript white ghost with the pointy hat. I think everybody's pretty familiar. Is it a hat or just no, part of his head? Uh, I don't know why I said hat. It is just part of the head. But <laughs> but everybody's pretty familiar, I think, with the Ghostbusters logo. Yes. 
Well, you should be. That being said, you know, you have this ghost that's based on it, and it's just this puffy white cloud, like, kind of just not super interesting. Didn't we already do the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? That's another thing. <laughs> we don't know how big this thing is either. Yeah. So if it's giant, you know people are going to do nothing but compare it to the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Because it is this big, billowy, fat ghost character. And we've already done the big we we did Stay Puffed and Stay Puffed is, is a classic <laughs> classic monster design. All right, that's great. What did it, you do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it's so simple but so effective. This is so simple that it's so lazy. Yes. It's just the laziest That's, route they could have gone. Like, it's Ghostbusters. That is the exact right word for what this is. You have, Lazy. You have literally... You could do anything. You can have anything. You can have anything be your monster. And what do you do? Oh, well, there's that ghost from the logo. I guess I, we could make that into a ghost. And I've got to say, personally, I feel that a lot of the decisions on this movie may root back to that whole lazy thing. I think it's lazy for them to just go, let's do a different cast. They should all be girls. That's a lazy decision. It's a lazy... Uh, I can see going, we can have one of the guys be a girl or two of the guys being a girl, but just the like whole fact recast that it... It's not even, and it wasn't even like that. That's that's just going. Oh, we want to we want to increase our audience in this particular demographic. We want that's not how you write a movie. We want to make it a female cast just because we want to turn the secretary character into a guy just because you know same reason we gender swapped the main Ghostbusters. We want to make the bad guy the ghost from the Ghostbusters logo just because. It's That's easier. not how you write a good and, movie. And you know what though? Like, and then the nerd in me yeah. is overthinking it. Like, okay, so you have the ghost monster. Right. The actual ghost monster. And then you have the ghost logo right. on their uniforms. Right. right. So what comes first? That monster, hopefully. <laughs> but then that implies that we have Ghostbusters with no logo. Well, okay. Okay, now this is not me. This is not me going. Okay, I I get it. This is me going. Okay, if they are going to be lazy about it, <laughs> yeah. Then maybe this monster is the monster they fight before they are the Ghostbusters. But they but the the toy people <laughs> say that it's the main villain of the movie. Right. So maybe this entire movie we're not going to have a logo. It's and that that. Doesn't fucking that irritates you? me too. I know, right? You know, okay, now. This because is so much of the Ghostbusters image centers around that goddamn logo. This is me as an all-around general. It's on the Ecto-1. It's on the fucking uniforms. This is me as an all-around general fan of It's on the sign film. outside the fire station. <laughs> this is me as an all-around general fan of film. I am tired of origin stories. That's true too, because you and I watch entirely too many... You know, superhero movies. And a lot of it and is... a lot of superhero movies are a nothing lot of but it is, origin is, stories. I didn't like that original origin story, so I'm going to reboot the series and put out another origin story. Yeah. N no. 
I don't, I, you know, sometimes the whole aura of, hey, we know the origin story. Give us something we don't know about. I don't. And as far as the Ghostbusters, I don't need to know the origin story. They got fired. They decided to do this because it was fun. Like I'm happy with that. Yeah. And they're super smart and could build this shit. They have the shit. All right. Yeah. I wonder how much time we're going to waste. Like, gosh. And see, that's the whole problem with it being a, a complete reboot. The other problem that I'm going to have when it comes out is if they regurgitate old uh, jokes. And you know what? I know this sounds totally contradictive, but... I think the fact that they're trying to do an origin story, despite the fact that it's doing something new and something original for this franchise, but the fact that they're doing an origin story in the first place is also lazy. Yes. Because think about it. If you drop them into, if you just say, these are Ghostbusters, this is a new group of Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters already existed, this universe already exists, go. Right. That's so you have free reign to write whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. But if you can't come up with a story, might as well write an origin story, right? Oh, well, uh, maybe we should explain where the proton packs came from. Because they never did that in the other movies. So uh, we'll just dedicate, you know, the honestly, first act to how they got their gear. Honestly, and then we'll I dedicate think- the second act to them getting used to their gear. And then we'll dedicate the third act to them overcoming the big bad guy and then making a logo based on him. Bam! Ghostbusters! I think one of the funniest... And I swear to God, if that's how the movie pans out, I fucking sit it right here on this episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> I think one of the funniest gags in the original movie is the fact that Harold Ramis's character just hands them proton packs and says, Don't cross the streams. Why? Because it could kill us all and everybody else. It could just kill everyone. It would be bad. (laughs) I like that. That mystery of where the proton packs came from set that joke up. I just... uh, And is that a penis joke? Don't cross the streams. Is this... this, When I was a kid, did I miss that? (laughs) Because, you know, when I saw this movie... I don't, you were like really. I don't know if you were even born when this movie came out. The original Ghostbusters. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember how old I was, but I was pretty young. I don't know what year Ghostbusters came out, but I. Th- but uh, think it either came out. I mean that the, the the mystery of where those packs came from set up so many jokes. People over-explain stuff and destroy the joke these days. A lot of the times in movie and that movies and that really bugs me. Wow, Ghostbusters is way older than I thought it was. Ghostbusters came out in 1984. Okay, yeah. I, dude, man, I was... The 70, I was seven. <laughs> Six or seven. Somewhere in there. Jeez, you weren't even born yet. No, I wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Stop ruining your joke before you even make it. I'm just like... they They haven't come out... With a single, a single shred of information about this movie that has made me excited. Uh, if you're going to write a comedy, too, sometimes the best answer for questions of origin is science. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> science stuff. Like, Joss Whedon even admitted, like, during, uh, it was either an interview for Aven- the first Avengers or the second one, but he was talking about, you know, 
oh yeah and then tony stark does science yes and then you know the movie keeps going like that's just <laughs> yeah i, I think <laughs> you, you don't can... have to overthink it it's I a movie it, we're yeah. suspending we're suspending our disbelief enough already if you over explain it you can kill the suspension of disbelief yeah See, uh, okay, and so then... Because that gives Neil Grest Tyson an opportunity to come in and say, no, you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a couple days ago, they released a trailer announcement. Right. Which is a 30-second teaser for the trailer. Oh, yeah. So we have 30 seconds of absolutely... I don't even know... Uh, it's it's basically it just says who you're gonna call, and then Ghostbusters logo. <laughs> Are we getting a new Ghostbusters song? Fuck, I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. Like the new Powerpuff song. You know what? They're they're gonna have a new Ghostbusters song, and it's gonna be performed by Miley fucking Cyrus, just because <laughs> you know they hate us. No Skrillex. <laughs> It'll totally be Skrillex. Nah, Skrillex, uh, you know, I, I've found see, that Skrillex's re- relevancy has just kind of sort of died well, off. See, see, if you're going to update Ghostbusters, dubstep is the way to go for the entire, you know, yeah, you know, theme song, you know. You, you feel that way? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> I can't. I can't. No. Like, so the trailer for Ghostbusters comes out on March third. Give us the give us the song. We'll write a new one. Hopefully, once the trailer comes out, it it, it will generate some interest. It won't be dubstep. Oh, shut up. But yeah, I'm I'm telling you right now, I, I'm still so wary of that entire project and i'm gonna end up seeing it because i love ghostbusters i even love the second ghostbusters which a lot of people give shit to dude the the second ghostbusters has its good moments the second ghostbusters is a fine movie it's is it as good as the first one no No. no. hell no but the jokes in it are still on par but ghostbusters 2 yeah it's still interesting yeah the, the, and and it does have the walking statue of liberty oh, yeah, which can, is fucking and, great <laughs> and the pink slime hooked up to an nes advantage controller like that, come yeah, on that is totally what that is <laughs> like come on it doesn't get much better than i that. had one of those <sighs> well i think we're gonna wrap what, what, it up there what about that new powerpuff song though yeah uh, there's a new theme song for the new powerpuff girls show it sucks yes <laughs> It it does not bode well for the show. It's in also general. really long. I don't Dude. know. If, I don't know if that's gonna play the entire thing before every episode. <laughs> yeah, because it was like a five minute long theme song. But the original, it was like da 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 da. Now I da, do know da, for da, fact. Da, da, da. <laughs> I do know for a fact. <laughs> there is an extended. <laughs> And then the show starts. Yeah. There How long is... did that take? 15 fucking seconds. <laughs> there Get on is... with the cartoon. <laughs> I keep interrupting you. There is it's an ex- really funny. <laughs> <laughs> there is an extended version of the original theme song, but it is not five minutes long like that. Man, thing that's the, I don't know that it was actually five minutes. It was. It, I think it was exactly four minutes. Come, Ugh, yeah, I think it was too exact... long. Too long for a uh, um, cartoon opener. But yeah, the extended version of the original theme song didn't even hit two minutes, and that was the extended one. 
Yeah, I, and you know, I honestly don't know what's in the extended one. I've only listened to it once. I can't recall the how if any of the rest of it was even important and worth listening to. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up right there. Guys, thank you for listening to the Brain Old Geekage podcast, episode 15. Uh, for Brain Old Geekage, I am Joshua Cox. I am Brent Tisdale. Uh, don't forget to find us on, you know, wherever we are. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Brain Leakage. The very website hosting this podcast, brainleakagemusic.com. iTunes, in the iTunes store, you just search Brain Old Geekage podcast. It'll bring you right here. Subscribe to it. Share it. Send it to your friends. Send it to your mammy, your Grammy. Can we win a Grammy for the podcast? I don't know if podcasting has Grammys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that we we'd have one anyway. up on Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we love talking to you, and we love sharing our nerdy little insight with all of you. So uh, you know, spread the word around. Oh. You can win a Webby. Podcast can win a Webby? I think so. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, look into I thought that was video only. Maybe it is video only. Well, there are video podcasts, though. Yes, there are. All right. All right. We're getting the hell out of here. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, tune in next week. And then listen to this song. For the next leak. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> All right.